Sports Primetime from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. If you're new to the show, I'm not on Twitter because I'm locked out. <laughs> I've been locked out since I deleted the app on the bye week, but I heard we still made some news anyway, and we're going to talk about it together throughout the course of this primetime show. The primetime show is, of course, presented by Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and they will give you unlimited 5% cash back on your first 15 days of wagering. ZenSports.com is where you go. TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. I am going to TrueMav tomorrow. I go to TrueMav on Tuesdays and Thursdays for my personal training sessions. Many other people go for group fitness classes. Or if you just want to try it, go for your first workout free. All you need to do is go to TrueMavFitness.com. And of course, the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team have you covered. Get your constitutional rights protected with the best in the business, AmandaJGentry.com. So we're going to do the rare thing. We're going to let Bert have more airtime uh, than just Monday nights in the final segment because Bert is a Ravens fan. He's a rabid Ravens fan. He often travels to Ravens games. And today, uh, as I was telling you last night, I uh, found out through a variety of different conversations, multiple sources saying that the Ravens had a legitimate interest in Derrick Henry and we're willing to do a deal. Now, whether the Titans accept a deal or not remains to be seen. Whether the Ravens have even reached out to the Titans about a deal remains to be seen. None of this beyond the interest is what we're talking about. We will see how this moves forward. Uh, ben Hall says, keep Robert in his tent community. Uh, I'll think about it. We'll see how close. So only a shirtless Burt will do. But we will, uh, we will welcome him in here in just a second. But the Ravens are the team with legitimate interest in Derek right now. And the question becomes, okay, how much are you willing to give up? And what is the Titans' what is the Titans floor? The Titans' floor for a legitimate offer. We'll start with your Two Rivers Ford take on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch before we. Bring Bert's freckled ass in here. Your Two Rivers Ford take is, of course, presented by the wonderful people at Two Rivers Ford. Quality American-made Ford vehicles, award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, powered by Ford, driven by people. Uh, So, the question that we're asking you, your Two Rivers Ford take this evening, is simply this. What is fair compensation in a Derrick Henry trade. With that, we bring in our Baltimore Ravens insider, Robert Lee Walsh, to tell us all about the Ratbirds and their draft compensation situation. Hello, Robert. What's going on, Buck? Uh, first, like, what do you want to know? Like, uh, point me in a direction for me to spin this yarn for you, because I think there's a lot of reasons why Baltimore is the optimal place right now for Derrick to go, and then I think there are other reasons why I don't think it would necessarily work out because of compensation reasons. So here's the thing. Uh, first, I want you to tell people how you reacted when I told you that I found this out last night. <laughs> like, a, like a little schoolgirl. Because, uh, because you're dying for Derrick Henry in the backfield. You weren't at you. Your, your excitement slowly grew. I'm sure something else was growing in the background, but that's neither here nor there. I thought that uh, I thought that you you did well tied your excitement. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm doing my best right now, buddy. Well, thank God you have clothes on. Oh wait, we're in trouble. This may turn into a not safe for work Bert situation very very soon. 
But uh, beyond that, what it what is what would you be willing to give up reasonably as a fan of the Ravens who wants this trade to happen and understands that he immediately becomes your lead back in front of Gus Edwards, in front of Justice Hill, without J.K. Dobbins for the rest of the season, what does the compensation need to look like for you? First, I want to preface with the Ravens have taken on this uh, new adage of of renting veterans in the hopes that they could sign them to a long-term deal in certain situations and, and uh, other situations to see if they fit their scheme. Twice it's worked in their favor with Roquan Smith and Marcus Peters. Both ended up signing extensions before the year was gone. Uh, the one that did not work out was Yannick Ngakwe. And in both of the in all three situations, you can see uh, different trades. Obviously, Roquan was the most talented player. You saw uh, a second round pick for him. That is that is very rich for Derek. I know uh, the thought of Derek tugs at a lot of heartstrings, but where he's at right now in his career doesn't warrant that, especially considering he's a free agent after this year. You'd have to uh, sign him to another deal and the amount of money that he's owed for the remainder of the year which I don't have that figure off my head, but I believe it's about $6 million. So between six and a half and seven. So the Ravens have, in, in actual working cap space, they have $2.5 million. Uh, they in, in some of the websites you look at, they have 6.3, but that's a higher functioning number. In terms of free agents, practice squads, workouts, they have $2.5 million. To, to fit Derek currently under their cap space, they would need to do restructures on their larger contracts, i.e., they're Ronnie Stanley's, they're Marlon Humphreys, they're Mark Andrews, uh, to make Derek's contract fit. Uh, back to the compensation, uh, you saw the Roquan trade was a second-round pick. Uh, Marcus Peters was a fourth-round pick, and Kenny Young, who was a linebacker who was on a rookie deal. The Yannick Ngakwe trade was for a fourth and a fifth, I believe. Uh, that was the one that they did not end up extending, and they let him walk. Now, the difference in those is you can get a comp pick back for Yannick Ngakwe. So trading those picks wasn't such a big deal because they could they could still rebuttal some of that trade in the long run. You don't have that luxury with Derek. He's not going to go out after the season and sign a, a long-term deal. There's not something that's going to, to add to his value past this year for the Ravens unless they, they signed him to a veteran-friendly deal. But even next year, in working cap space without restructures, they have around $12 million. When you have that much money, you're not going to allocate those funds to a running back who's on his last leg, still functioning, but not the elite back that he once was that garnered the pay that he's being paid now. Uh, Titans YouTuber in the uh, chat says, a third, a fourth, and a seventh is fair, I guess. Mm. Uh, you would be wildly overestimating the value of the running back. Let me just give people uh, some context, for rather than have people throw compensation ideas at a wall. So Spotrack, Spotrack.com, has a very, very useful tool where you can look up Every NFL transaction, and they do well to document all these things, you can even narrow it down to trades by position. So the most recent running back trade, Bert, can you tell me who the most recent running back that was traded was? Uh, I believe it was a running back to Denver in an exchange. It was a small rate. If you're talking about a large running back, I believe it was Christian McCaffrey. So Cam Akers is the most recent uh, running back to be traded. Minnesota acquired him and a seventh. For a 2020, not a 2024, not a 2025, a 2026 sixth-round pick. Now, obviously, there's a substantial difference between Derrick Henry and Cam Akers, but for for a more closer facsimile, all right? How about DeAndre Swift? He was traded on draft night. 
Detroit got a fourth round pick for DeAndre Swift and a 20 in 2025. So not 2024, not the next year's draft, but a 2025 fourth, which is probably not going to be a very high round pick given Philadelphia's current trajectory and a 2023 seventh, because remember they did this in the draft. They sent Swift and a, they, they swapped sevens and Detroit got a 2025 fourth. So we're not talking about like, we're not talking about real compensation. And I, I think that the only way there's there's three reasons behind the headline of the show. There's three reasons why I think this is viable, and we can talk about those things together. But if you're thinking that Derrick Henry, if they can get a fourth, um, and Trip and Titans has a a good suggestion that we'll get to here in just a second. Right after I remind people that the primetime show is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com. Look how slick Bird is. TrueMath Fitness for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. They will put you in position to succeed, whether it's boot camp style, group fitness classes, personal training, or a membership to work out at their facility as they please, as you please. TrueMathFitness.com will get you the new way to work out for the new version of you, TrueMathFitness.com. Com. All right, Bert. So uh, I think that the first reason that this makes sense is because Baltimore, as you just outlined, has a has a recent history of doing these kind of transactions. And this year's Ravens team with Lamar Jackson playing the way that he is, is as viable as Lamar has been since they were the number one overall seed when the Titans upset them in 2019. I think that is the reason why that one, because they have the availability with JK Dobbins and two, the money is not that far off, but enough that you have to make it work. Um, secondarily, I think that the cap situation that the Titans have created themselves where the Ravens are what a bottom six cap space team right now. The Titans have, uh, a, have the fifth most available cap space in the NFL with effective cap space of just north of 11 million, meaning that they can equip themselves to eat the vast majority of Henry's contract to essentially buy the draft pick or a better draft pick than they want because a 2025 fourth is not going to do it, right? It needs to be next year's draft. It needs to facilitate. If you're going to move Derek, it has to legitimately facilitate the reboot and it absolutely, absolutely, absolutely has to be a scenario where you uh, where you go above and beyond to make this deal work if you're serious about moving Derek. If you're not, then you, you stand your ground and you hope that somebody gets desperate closer to Tuesday. But I just don't think that's realistic given that Baltimore is really the only is really the only entity that at this point, as of this morning, maybe, you know, we'll see how the information changes. It can change very quickly at this time of year. But as of this morning, Baltimore was really the only interested, truly interested party, so much so as to look to put together a compensation package. And, and to be on the positive side, I do think that you could get a, a higher pick than, than a six, or potentially it's between a fifth and a fourth. And, and let me lay it out for you in terms of, the layout of picks. So Baltimore has a fourth and a fifth, but they are also expected to be awarded a fourth round compensatory pick for the loss of Ben Powers signing a big free agent deal in uh, Denver. So what I could see happening, it would be a, a fourth round conditional pick on certain conditions for Derrick Henry to hit. Maybe it's yards, maybe it's touchdown, maybe it's snaps, maybe it's games played, what have you. 
if I, I would imagine Rand would probably want those to be easier to access for this pick. Uh, worst case, they get a fifth, which would be a later pick in the fifth round. Uh, the reason you would get a fourth is because those compensatory picks become at the end of the round. Mm-hmm. So rather than giving up their own fourth, which is albeit a later pick, they would be willing up to give the later of the two four. Yeah. Because they wouldn't technically lose any of their original picks. That would be a bonus pick for letting a homegrown guy walk. And that's something else Baltimore leads the league in. is compensatory picks since they started counting. And I I can't remember what year it was, but they've led the league in compensatory picks since that time. So they plan uh, to let guys walk for situations just like this, to bolster their roster with picks that in all reality would probably be a dart throw. Right, guys, you see in the fourth, like maybe they have uh, intangibles, maybe they're super athletic, maybe they they're undersized. They're never the guys that you're looking at in the top 100 picks. But still, if you're looking at the compensation you got compi- for Bayard comparatively, I would take a late fourth every day of the week, and I think Rand would be excited about that compensation too. That would take you out of what it was a week ago of having what I believe it's a first, second, a fourth, and two sevenths. Now you have a first, a second, a third, and with this trade, a fourth from the Derrick Henry trade, a fifth and a sixth from the Bayard trade, and your multiple sevenths. And I'll say this before I keep spinning this yarn, because I could talk about this all day. Uh, with these picks, I see a lot of people saying, oh, well, look look how poorly uh, they've drafted in these late rounds. Look how poorly they have been at selecting players who they could properly coach up into someone who can play. And to that I say, one, Rand just got here. You can't Say like it's like saying the Ravens can't draft wide receivers two years ago. Well, they haven't been able to, but that doesn't prohibit them from drafting. Well, uh, I think the same should be true for Rand. And also, he doesn't have to draft at these picks. Having a, a plethora of picks allows you to maneuver the board and find guys that you want that would naturally be out of your reach. So say you get this fourth round pick at the end, and it is a later fourth, but if he can take a sixth and one of those sevenths that were going to be a random dart throw, you're looking at a Colton Dow with one of those sevenths and potentially move you up into the front of the fourth where, and and you can find gems anywhere. And if you look at any, you're just looking for a complimentary piece to Tajay Spears. You're not looking, you, you, here's your thing. You have your primary guy. They're pretty sure, at least for the for the extent of his rookie contract. Will the knee hold up? It doesn't necessarily matter for this purpose. The league is telling you that the running back's durability does not matter. They, you've already replaced Derrick Henry once, right? You've already done it. It It is, I'm not going to say that it's not hard to do, but it's not nearly as hard as you thought it might be when he went down in 2021. So that's something that you have to be realistic. Ariel Carter says, you're a Ravens fan. Of course you'll say that. No, Bert is providing Bert is providing you as good and as detailed an explanation as to why this makes sense as a trade partner. And you know I don't like to say nice things about Robert. So, uh, if, for, for example, somebody mentioned, um, let me see if I can find the comment, uh, Craig DeCure. What an interesting last name. It says, Bert, explain where Henry has slowed down. I swear you guys say dumb stuff. How we complain about the offensive line all season and this season and not think that's the reason he's not getting the yards that he's getting used to. Because it's true. Go listen to the to today's podcast with Greg Cosell. It doesn't mean that Derrick Henry's a bad player. It doesn't mean that Derrick Henry's not a difference maker. It doesn't mean that Derrick Henry can't really contribute on a better football team. But Derrick Henry right now is a role player who is not the peak version of Derrick Henry. Not peak version of Derrick Henry is still a good player. The guy had a four or five year stretch, 
more realistically, a four-year stretch of Hall of Fame caliber play. To expect him to continue to sustain that just because he's done it better than everybody else to this point does not mean that he isn't depreciating at his age. It's natural. It happens to everybody. It happens to running backs far sooner than it has to him that it's taken this long with his volume and his usage to get to him through high school, college, and pros is a testament to Derrick Henry. That you're not willing to recognize that is okay. Derrick is a lot of your guys' favorite players, and it sounds like blasphemy to many of you to even talk about this. But to ignore the reality of Derrick Henry's situation, and more importantly, if you're the team, to ignore the reality of the franchise is to just be ignorant for the sake of emotional decision-making, and that is exactly what you cannot afford to do at this point. And just for example, like I, I'm not saying, like you said, that Derrick Henry is not still an effective player that can't be used in, in a lot of game situations. But in the Ravens game, if you look at his longest runs out, outside of the holding calls or, or what have you, his longest runs were where he had an open lane. He could run openly. He didn't have to dodge anyone. He could just run and get up to full speed. And the King Cat and the touchdown after the Chris Moore concussion, both of those runs were untouched. The same Derrick Henry that was uh, slamming Bill's cornerbacks into the ground by their face mask. Like, I don't I don't think you can deny that he's a lesser version of that Derrick. And, and to say that, I don't think is blasphemy in the fact that he, he's, he is still a good player. He's just not the same guy. Everybody wears down. Do you remember when Zeke Elliott was great? Yeah, remember when Zeke Elliott was great, and now he's just meandering around. It happens so fast. It happens so fast. And listen, the offensive line, the bad offensive line play, of course, has something to do with it. It's just made it more evident. It's all it's done is made it more evident that Derrick Henry is no longer by himself enough, and that he did it for as long as he did, damn near by himself, is a testament to the player that Derrick Henry is. But you cannot, cannot, cannot be ignorant to the situation. Still great, absolutely. Derrick Henry of 2020? No. No. It's just, it's simply not the case. And to and to say otherwise is ignorant. It's just ignorant at this point. Anyway, uh, Bert, we appreciate the insight. Back to the shadows. You can resume your naked activities, whatever they might be. That's okay, concerning. Okay, go on, get something real quick. You better throw me out of here. Uh, get out, out now. <laughs> I just saved you from seeing a very, very pale, freckled ass on your camera. Either way. The primetime show. We will get into landing spots, potentially. Um, if it's not Baltimore, maybe another team. We don't know that there's another team involved in the discussions right now. We know that Baltimore is, but I'll ask you the question, where would you like to see him land in a hypothetical trade? We'll do so together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by Zen Sports. Go to the Zen Sports app, download the Zen Sports app, plug, plug in the promo code a-T-O-Z-T-N and get unlimited 5% cash back for your first 15 days of wagering. Unlimited 5% cash back is an incredible offer. Zen Sports is the only sports book that will go above and beyond for you that way. Plug in that promo code, get in on all the action, whether it's the NBA, uh, the Grizzlies back in action tonight. Uh, looks like they lost to the Pelicans. I think I'm watching a replay right now. On Bally, I guess that game must have ended. I don't know who won because we've been doing the primetime show. But whether it's basketball, postseason baseball, now that we have a World Series, football, and of course, all your favorite major sports, A to Z, TN in the Zen Sports app. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. All right. So, um, 
Somebody said, uh, Eric Alonzo said, Buck talking like the crown has fallen off. God, you guys are so dramatic. Anytime we mention the running back. <laughs> so dramatic. It's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> Ching Bing said, I'd trade Tannehill for a Philly cheesesteak. Well, I said this on the radio show today. Ryan Tannehill's tenure, and we can get into this more on uh, on primetime tomorrow, but Ryan Tannehill's tenure with, with the Titans should effectively have come to an end after after, you know, as of right now. But we can discuss that later on. Landing spots for the Tennessee Titans to hypothetically trade Derrick Henry to. As I mentioned, the Ravens are the only one that we know about. And even then, how realistic that is remains to be seen, right? The compensation has to be right. They still have to, one, there still has to be an offer to Tennessee. That hasn't happened yet. Uh, It may not happen. We'll see whether these things, but we know that the Ravens have legitimate interest. Two, uh, you have to have a situation where, one, your roster depth is pretty questionable right now at the running back position and pretty questionable at safety as well, but you can still find players to move in if you're going to try and patchwork this thing together, and God knows they have experience with it. So where would you want to see Derrick Henry land? There's a couple of, speaking of Greg Cosell, and we talked a lot about Derrick Henry today because basically what I said is, Greg, I don't know if he's going to be here next week or not when we get together to do the podcast, so we might as well talk about him now. And I asked Greg the same question. Greg, if Derek is moved by the time we get together next Wednesday and do the podcast, where would you like to see him land? And you know what Cosell said? Derrick Henry is still currently a member of the Tennessee right. Titans. We don't know what lies ahead specifically, but there is starting to be rumblings of more momentum towards moving him. Um, so we'll see what happens between now and the next time that we talk. But if there was a team that you would like to see Derrick Henry on or that you think particularly fits uh, his skill set or that he brings value to, is there one that comes to well, mind off the top of your head? Um I mean, I think that's limited to some degree because Derrick Henry is a foundation back who doesn't give you much more than just handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. Now, um, and, 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 and I would say, and I'm sure he would disagree and maybe others would, but I would say that he's, you know, more on the downside than the upside. I don't think he looks exactly the same. Now, does that mean he can't have a 20 carry 140 yard game? Of course, it doesn't mean that. But I don't know if he's your bell cow anymore. If he, and and because he's a certain kind of back, you're probably limited in in a team that would be interested. I mean, you know, I think a team that probably, you know, Baltimore would come to mind. Um, I think they'd be looking for a back since Dobbins is done for the year. You know, Edwards is a really solid player. Justice Hill is a nice player in their scheme, but you know. I think they would probably like to have that kind of player since they still play with Picard that, you know, the 300 pound fullback. Um, so, you know, I think that's one possibility as I think about other teams. I don't, I don't know, you know, but it's to tough. Be you, because teams don't really play, play like that. I mean, if you trade for Derek Henry, aren't you pretty much saying he's now my, he's now the guy? I mean, are you trading for Derrick Henry to give him seven carries a game? You can't. Uh, it, he's he's already become a role player here, and I think that's, you know, I mean, a role player to an extent. I mean, obviously, we know what Derrick does well, right, but right. he has a very – it's, it's kind of like Liam Neeson and Taken. He's got a very particular set of skills. And you well, there you go. Right. Skills, and you, you know and, what I'm and saying? you don't want to know about that skill set because it's not going to end up well for you. Right. That's right. That's there you exactly go. Clear right. So I think that's kind of the nature of the Derrick Henry situation. What actually comes to pass, we will see. Yeah, um, so we'll I, see. I mean, you know, but I, and I hope fans understand that if he is traded, first of all, I hope fans understand that you're not getting a first or second round pick. So you, just because of what Derrick Henry's accomplished in his past, which is, you know, all 
Hall of Fame type for four or five years. Um, and then obviously the most dominant runner in the, in the league for four or five years. Um, you're, that's not the way he is now. And you're not going to get a first or second round pick. If they can get a fourth round pick, uh, Buck, I think they would jump at it. I I I know uh, that that is indeed the case. Uh, so we like. So that was a clip from the Cosell podcast today. It's the install wherever you get your podcast. It's also available for you to watch, just as you saw that clip there. You can watch the whole show on the 104.5 The Zone YouTube channel as we broadcast live on the A to Z Sports YouTube and Facebook and all the other channels that we're on. Uh, go check the podcast out, though. Greg gives you a really good dissection of where Derek has fallen off and why it's not appreciable to the point where he's not still a difference maker on a contender. It's a really good podcast. Talked about Levis, talked about Willis, talked about the Falcons. We broke down. It's the first, first time I feel like I've brought up the Falcons, and we're almost, what, uh, we are three days into the week. Uh, feels like that. We'll, we'll do that heavily tomorrow on the radio show, Preview the Falcons, and Arthur Smith is going to speak to the media at 11, so maybe we'll carry a little bit of Art's press conference. Who's to say? Uh, Vladimir Hurst says, what is the likelihood that Henry is traded? I still think, Vlad, that it's pretty unlikely, but that we are, you know, 24 hours removed from doing the show. I got that. I got the first text about Derek um, potentially with the Ravens and then was able to confirm it throughout the course of the evening and into the morning today uh, that the Ravens were the one interested party that we know about. We'll see who else emerges, or maybe we won't if a deal doesn't get done. I would still put it at pretty unlikely because I think the compensation that they're asking is more than another team is willing to give. And if the Ravens are the only ones bidding, they're not going to bid against themselves. So I would still say unlikely, but it's never unlikely, but never more viable than it is right now if that makes any sense. It's never been more possible than it is right now. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's likely, but it is a situation that is definitely worth monitoring. Uh, and BF says, I got to I gotta go st uh, stock up on some booze after this show. Uh, Mr. Lamb says, get ready to see a lot more empty seats if they trade the king. Yeah, but they can't, they can't care about that. They just, they can't care about that. They can't possibly care about that. That's no way to run a football team if if you're marketing, that's fine. But like, the last thing that I and I and I, you guys know I love you, <laughs> but the last thing that I want Mike Vrabel or Rand Carthon to give a shit about is what fans are saying on social media, right? Like there is, there should be zero emotional component to the process of trying to improve the football team. You make the moves based on what is best for the football team. What is best for the football team is moving Derrick Henry. That's not what's best for the fan base, right? And there's plenty of people who will say that otherwise. But I I think that uh, trading him for a fourth or fifth round pick is blasphemous. I'm saying, Dre, I don't even know if they can get there. That's, that's where we are with Henry. Um, and nobody's suggesting that fans shouldn't care a great deal about Derrick Henry. And that fans... Listen, I don't blame you. I'm not telling you to still buy tickets. I'm not going to tell you to still buy tickets. I'm going to be there every Sunday, but that's because it's my job. I'm paid to be there. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not telling you how how you need to process this. If they do end up processing it, you can handle this any way you want. You can not show up to the stadium. You can quit watching the football team. You can do whatever. You can go to Target with your significant other on a Sunday instead of paying attention to this thing that continues to call cause you many many or many of you suffering. It would seem. But, like, 
they can't operate that way. All they have to do, the only thing that they have to care about is putting together a winning product. And right now, Derrick Henry is not a part of a winning product. So you have to find ways to recoup that winning product. And uh, and if you win football games, nobody gonna, nobody's going to give a shit who's on the field. Like, you love, you love wins more than you love players. And I know you guys love Derek. I'm not questioning, nor, sh- nor should anybody. I know you guys love your favorite players, for sure. But nobody's going to care who's on the field as long as they're winning. That's, and right now, they're not winning. And they need to find every, 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 every possible way to make sure that they can get, back, get that back on track. Um, <laughs> Chosen says, uh, Buck, if they move him, can they wait till after Sunday? At least I'd move him before Sunday. I wouldn't let him play a game. And if he doesn't, if he's not been moved by Sunday uh, and you think there's still a chance, then I wouldn't play him. Uh, you know, I know that sucks, but like you can't risk if if there is a deal to be had. And again, we don't know that there's a deal to be had. But if you if you think that you can get a deal done from him, you can't risk him getting hurt. And I know he's incredibly durable and I know it's the Oilers uniforms and I know it means a lot. And I know he's second uh, all time leading rusher with with a franchise that cares deeply about its running backs, as you should. You have tremendous history specifically with that position. But uh if, if they can move him, you know, common sense says to do it before, to do it before Sunday, to not have the risk of injury or to, you know, to, to sit him out if you think that it can be done. And that would, <laughs> I can't even imagine, can't even imagine what that would, uh, what that would look like um, if they, if they, if they were to sit Derek out. Derek out on Oilers Day again. This may not this may not come to fruition, but we have more information than we did yesterday. The information that we have is that there's at least a team interested in Derek Henry services. So you know whether that whether that happens, we will find out together. Uh, Alex Bean says fans would riot. Listen, and and you would be right to you you would be right to both things can be so. I do not want them to cater as an organization. I, or any organization. I don't want them to cater to the to the to the whims of fans, right? I I, I know that I know that you guys aren't going to like that. Many of you aren't going to like that, but I don't want them. To, I want them to do the job as they see the job needs to be done from their perspective. They're paid. They're the paid professionals. We're a bunch of Madden GMs. Do the job, and if you're not good enough at the job, then find somebody else to do the job. But don't don't get to a point where you're you know for lack of a better term, reading your mentions and making decisions based on emotional emotional stuff. Uh, Andrew Hardaway says, liking a Hall of Fame running back is a whim? No, of course it's not a whim, but you still need to move him if you can. Still need to move him if you can. You, ha- you have to get over it. You've got to get over it, whether it's by, what is the trade deadline? Halloween, October 31st, that's pretty grim. Uh, whether it's uh, Whether it's on October 31st, or at the end of the year when his contract expires, you have to get over it. Just like you got over, I mean, maybe you didn't get over Derek Mason, Steve McNair, and Samari Roll, and all the other player, all of your other favorite players that went to the Ravens uh, in that first like real calling of the Titans roster that Floyd Reese did after the uh, the cap situation got jacked up. Um, there's been plenty of other great players who Jarrell Casey. You got over Jarrell Casey. Sucks to say because Derek is going to be and is a better player at what he does than Jarrell Casey was, but you you got to get over it. 
Um, all right, let's uh, let's get to rising and falling. It has an it has a uh, baseball related skew. Baseball is not something that we often do around here, but since there is a World Series uh, between these two, we can talk about this together because it was something that made me laugh out loud. Uh, the question is on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch: Whose stock is rising? Whose stock is falling this week in sports? Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together. Whose stock went up? Whose stock is falling? Uh, right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team are there to serve you. Whether it is operating in Tennessee family and criminal courts in 35 counties across this great state. That's what they mean when they say wherever justice demands. Whether it is defending your constitutional right to be a father to your child, that is something that Amanda is vigorously passionate about. Vigorously passionate seems excessive, but so is her willingness and her drive to defend you and your constitutional rights. Not all of us are intimately familiar with our constitutional rights, so there is no need to leave yourself exposed needlessly. Go to amandajgentry.com to find out how she can help you today. Uh, so, whose stock rose, whose stock fell? Dre, Wilton's, Dre Wilson excuse me, says the Titans stock is falling. Uh, uh, let's see. We need uh, halt production. What is halt production? on the new stadium, uh, build, oh, we need to halt production on the new stadium, build it somewhere else. Uh, I trade Tannehill for a boot barn gift card. That's not the exercise that we're doing. Uh, do you think the Browns would put Tannehill and Henry for a second and a third? No, you're not getting anywhere close to that compensation and nobody's trading for a quarter, a 35 year old quarterback on an expiring deal. That's got a high ankle sprain guys. You can't trade Tannehill. Like you just, you gotta live with it. All right. I know that's icky and I know, so I know that's uh, not something that you want to come to uh, <laughs> come to terms with, but my God, uh, you need desperately uh, to to get a bit of a grip on the situation. Um, Reggie Smith says fan morale falling precipitously. Yes, indeed. Why is Tannehill still on the roster? Well, it's because your coaching staff thinks thought that he gave you the best chance to win football games, which tells you a lot about your current situation, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, but the person whose stock fell was Mad Dog Chris Russo. Now, I love Mad Dog. Mad Dog is an icon in our broadcast industry. He is one of the godfathers, if not fathers, of sports talk radio as a medium. And Mad Dog had a bit the other day saying that he would retire from his microphones and television cameras if the Arizona Diamondbacks made the World Series, and Mad Dog today had to eat it. Seriously, though, where is he? Where is he? Where, 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 where's Mad Dog? Mad Dog I'm just going to say, wait, wait, where is he? He said he's going to retire. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Well, is that it for the legendary baseball career? We're working the cameras? You know, we better make sure you get my angles. That's you don't, what I'm talking about. You don't about. get to hide behind the camera, my man. You're Mad Dog. Sit right in that what, chair. What, what's, what's the game Sit plan? Sit right in that chair. What's the game you plan? You don't get that. I'm, I am a retired man, though, Stevie. Right. Retired. But I have Uncle Stevie and Aunt Molly. Oh as long as I have you two, I'm in good shape. I can work. That's right. That's right. I oh can work. Gosh. Well, you say you, you can work. You could be my work. intern today and, like, get me a You had a beautiful intern. Mop, I do, I, I, I do like that. You want, yeah. wait, your dopey little meals and all yeah. that little. Yeah. Yeah. You say that you have us and you can work, but you do know what this means. I'm going to have the Arizona Diamondbacks back on this one. Um, you can speak, 
when spoken to. You will silence yourself when I say so on behalf of the Diamondbacks today. So anytime I want you to zip it, the words I'm going to use is Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks, even though I did pick the Phillies to win myself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I didn't threaten to retire. How the world how? thought they were going to lose. Hey, hey, hey. did too. Hey, look at me. How nervous were you watching oh, the game? Oh, I was nervous. Were you stressed? Very nervous. I sure yeah. was. But remember, that was a radio thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't no, necessarily no, no. a TV. No, no. Mad Dog transcends oh, so radio. Think you Mad can Dog say is where Mad no, Dog is. Radio. That was on radio. So you think you can say things on certain exactly. platforms and yes. we don't hear no. and it that doesn't radio. carry you, over? You're no. always talking about Mad Dog Radio. You no. know that's different than Uncle Stevie no, no, and Aunt Molly? No, no, no. The point okay. that I'm trying to make to you is First of all, it's I'm Auntie Stevie Molly. I'm Stevie A wherever I go. Okay, wherever I go. It's not all oh, only on first take. You don't get to be mad yeah. dog on Stevie XM, but not here. Yeah. But what are you mad about? Why do you think that yeah. segment exists? Hey. So, Mad Dog, it sounds like he's going to keep working. Not a man of his word. is not going to retire on the spot because the Arizona Diamondbacks made the World Series. All right. That's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. We always appreciate you guys spending your evenings here with us. One more show tomorrow. Uh, certainly three hours of radio. Tomorrow on the radio show, uh, you guessed it, Kevin Byard's replacement. Elijah Molden is going to join us, and we will talk about how the hell he's going to fill the roles, uh, role of a former All-Pro uh, safety. I, well, I guess, yeah, former All-Pro safety, who is now probably going to do some great things in Philadelphia. Go check out the Install Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, except not really, because it's only on the 104.5 The Zone YouTube channel, and I'm just used to saying all of them because we do the primetime show here every night. It's a 104.5 The Zone's YouTube channel where you can also watch the radio show. So. Uh, Elijah Molden will be the guest at 11.15, and we'll talk to him about if he's ready for whatever the hell this is going to look like on Sunday. Um, we'll be ready. <laughs> we stay ready because there's always stuff going on, and we're always here for you in some form or fashion to talk about it. So have a great rest of your evening, and I will speak to you next at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone.